to Christian Life with Dr. William Baker. I'm your host, Dr. William Baker. In this week's podcast episode, we are going to talk about how Christianity is under attack, and then we're going to get into Matthew, continue with Matthew chapter 6, um, verse 16. We're going to continue on, um, and uh, with that, to uh, verse 24. So we'll go ahead and get started in talking about how Christianity is under attack. Now, I watch the news. Everybody watches the news. And, you know, just being in society, it's harder to be a Christian these days. There's a lot of people who are afraid to show that they're Christians. Now, I'm in the United States. There's a lot of people that listen to this podcast all over the world. Now, in the United States, there's a lot of Christianity. But in certain places in the United States, Christianity is not what it was. It's not as popular as it was. There are a lot of people who try to demonize it. But when you go outside of the United States, you know there are a lot of other religions that want to attack Christianity. There's a lot of other governments that don't like Christianity, and it's dangerous. They will kill Christians. They'll cut their heads off. They'll hang them. Um, that's just the truth. Now, what I see directly, you know, this this past week, um, I, I saw some news channels. There were supposed to be some of the larger news channels, and it was talking about someone, and it was the context that they had put it in. Um, everybody's probably heard about the Air National Guardsmen that stole secrets and, you know, put them out in a chat room. Well, the one news company said, you know, oh, he, he loves, uh, he's a, he's a good, um, Christian and, and he likes his guns and, and they went on, they mentioned a couple other things. They wanted to label it, you know, they, they said a, he's a good Christian, but he, you know, in the context of he steals things. Now, I've seen that before, and they said, oh, well, they were a good Christian in the context of they just finished murdering somebody. You know, anybody has the capacity to steal. Everyone does. Everyone has the capacity to murder. If he was a Christian... He wouldn't have stole that. It's easy to throw that around. They're, they're trying to inflict damage, psychological damage on the word Christian. They're trying to polarize it. So Christians, you know, think about that and you're like, oh, I don't want now I don't want to be a Christian. Oh my God, it's so bad being no, no, it's not. It's not being bad. They shouldn't be using it like that. That's so I want to set the record straight on that for everybody out there that's listening. When someone says, you know, these are Christians that are doing this, maybe they are. But Muslims can do something too. And so can Chinese and Russians and Japanese and Europeans and Orthodox Jews and Satanists and you name it. A person chooses to do something or not can it be a group well there were wars 
The Old Testament tells us there were wars. God served up a lot of enemies to the nation of Israel when Israel listened to him. Now, when Israel didn't listen to God, God punished them. He would actually call Israel. He would he would shrink the size of, of Israel. But when they were fighting his mighty men of valor, you know, he would give them the word and they would just go in and slaughter. Now, that is historically what it was. Um, there's no denying that. God was protecting the chosen people. If you're a Christian, you believe that Christians are the chosen people. Now, there's some out there that say that the Jewish are or the Israelites. You know, you got to be in Israel. That was before he opened it up to the Gentiles. We need to remember that. You may hear a lot of things, and you have to remember, what does it mean to be Christian? Well, you need to believe in God. You need to change your heart. You know, you operate under a basis of love. You need to believe that God died on that cross for all man's sins. That's including yours. And you've got to repent of your sins. You need to take and circumcise your heart. You need to change it. And that's what circumcising your heart means. There's a lot of other people out there who want to demonize Christianity. As a good Christian, you have to get into politics. Now, let me qualify that statement. You don't have to be in politics, but you have to be involved enough to make a difference as a Christian. What do those politicians believe? If they're liars and cheats, they don't need to be in there. There's some that are in there now that are Muslim. Now, I'm not attacking the Muslims. But the individual in question has videos in the open. They're not classified or anything. They're, they're out there. You can find them. And they're specifically saying how they want to change governments to Muslim governments. And they want to you know get rid of Christianity and stuff. Well, if you're a Christian, you don't want that. It doesn't mean that you don't want someone from another religion in government, but it can't be so extreme. They want to, you know, wipe wipe the religion out and, and they want to be the alpha religion. Well, okay, you want to be alpha religion. I don't have to live here. You can always go somewhere else, but you can fight back too as a Christian. You have to stand up for yourself as a Christian. It doesn't mean getting violent. Get into politics, support people who will make a difference when they get in there. You don't want them lying and stealing and doing things that are not Christian-like. There's going to be wars. Right now, there's a big debate about abortion and abortion pills. Well, this goes back to, to other podcasts I had when I said that the religious leaders that, out, that are out there that are Christian leaders are not very good at explaining the Bible and understanding it. Now, some of them said, oh, I went to these expensive universities. I went to these schools. I did this. I've done this. I've... And maybe you've been doing it wrong the whole time. And nobody was bold enough 
to tell you you're really buffooning Christianity and you should stop it. Get back to what made you want to get into being a preacher and representing Christianity and God. Learn what the Bible says. There's so many bad spins on it, it's ridiculous. Nowhere in the Bible does it say abortion should be illegal. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that abortion is bad. What the Bible does talk about is life and death. What the Bible does talk about is people are fleshly beings. We make mistakes. Whether it was the one-night hookup or a couple or health problems that led to the pregnancy. Maybe there are religious reasons that someone needs to have an abortion. But also as a Christian, you're not to judge somebody else. And there's a lot of people doing that. Oh, you're going to go to hell because you're having an abortion. That should be. And then on the other side, it's, you know, you've, you've got pro-life. And then you've got those saying, we need to protect abortion. Well, you know, it, it's been a fight for so long. If this is a nation of laws in the United States, and we're based on the foundation of, of Christianity, then as Christians, we really need to pull our heads out of our Bibles so we can see what we're looking at, understand what we're looking at, or listen to somebody who does understand how to read it and understand it. And nowhere in there does it say, you know, I'm going to judge somebody, I'm, I'm going to call you a sinner, a killer, etc., etc. That's between that person and God. If somebody has an abortion and they ask God for forgiveness, that's between them and God. You're the one holding the grudge at that point, and you're not going to get into heaven by doing that. But Christianity is under attack. You can't be a Christian if you have an abortion. Yes, you can. You can have an abortion. You can still be a Christian. Wow, that's amazing. Somebody actually saying that. It's about time that, that the truth is spoken. Show me where you can't have an abortion. Nobody can do it. I challenge anybody out there. It's not going to happen. You can't do it. Anyway, I wanted to speak about how Christianity was under attack. And we've got to pay attention to that. You know, as Christians, we have to pay attention to that. Don't judge. We have to think about it differently. We get so wrapped up in certain things. I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Tory. I'm a whatever. One side of it. You know what I am? I'm for people. I'm a Christian. I'm for God. I want the best for everybody. And I know some people say, oh, but you're ta talking about, you know, there's nothing wrong with it, but what about the little baby? And choices are made. It is difficult. 
God wants to protect the children. I understand that. But it's not quite a child yet. There's a difference between a child, embryonic fluid, and somewhere in between. But again, that's between them and God. And then we go back to the other things. You know, just because somebody has a gun doesn't mean that they're not a Christian. Doesn't mean they're going to go out there and kill everybody. Doesn't mean Christians are killers. Someone who owns a gun and is Christian can kill. It doesn't mean that we're going to label all the call Christians are killers. Really? You know who kills more people than guns? Because guns don't kill people. People do. But you know who kills more people than using a weapon? Hollywood, the gaming industry, they're the ones destroying society. What if we went to Hollywood and said, you can't make any more movies with violence now? And all the songs have to be moral and ethical. All the songs in the movies have to be moral and ethical. Could they do it? They'd probably boycott. They'd probably want to fight in Congress. Why? Because they're making too much money. Do you need the money? Hmm. Some people say, well, it's nice. You don't have to have everything that you think is going to make you happy because it's not. You're always going to want more. And people are going to see that. They're going to look at you and they're going to say, oh, look at that Christian. They got so much money and they're just, they're not helping anybody. That's not Christian-like. Well, a Christian can have money and you don't have to help people. People need to learn to help themselves. God gave us that choice. You can be non-helpful to yourself. It's rather hurtful to yourself. But that's your choice. Isn't that the great thing about choice? We can choose to go to God or not. But there is a price to pay for every action we take. We have to understand what that price is. So that's kind of my, my rant about the attack on Christians. It's really got me wound up because uh, I, I felt like for years now Christianity is under attack, and, and I want to start fighting back verbally, through education, through my smarts. There's ways we can do it. It doesn't mean physical. There's ways it can be done. So having said that, we're going to get on with Matthew chapter 6, uh, fasting, verse 16. And this, this is about fasting. So, and when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so when you fast, there are some people, they tell everybody, well, I'm fasting, I'm fasting, I'm fasting. But fasting is a religious thing. It's a spiritual thing. 
It really is. It was practiced in the Old Testament, you know, and people fast it. You're required to do it once a year. Once a year. You were supposed to humble yourself. You're supposed to pray. You're supposed to talk to God. You know, you control your flesh. Or does the flesh control you? Remember, the devil and demons are fallen angels. Are they going to look like demons? Are they going to look like the angels that they are? They're just fallen. You don't know how they're going to appear. It's trickery. Make your flesh stronger and fast. But when you do it, don't let people see you do it. That's between you and God. God knows your heart. Now, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, we talk about the treasures in heaven. Lay up treasures in heaven. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where the thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, then your heart will be also. Now think about that. You have a choice. You can get stuff here on earth. You can, you can get what you need. Everybody needs to have certain things to sustain themselves and a little bit more. Some have just enough to sustain themselves and people don't think about that. But, you know, if you accumulate things here, what do people do? They're constantly cleaning. They're constantly maintaining. They're constantly keeping the things in, in a, you know, I want it nice. I want it, you know, okay, well, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort. Do you need all that stuff? Probably not. Make your life a little easier. But you can help others, you know. Build up your treasure in heaven. What are we talking about there? Well, we're talking about activities that give you reward in heaven. Don't you want to see it at the table? He's going to prepare it for you. But you can help others here. It doesn't mean you have to give your money. You can give your time. You can give your sweat. You can give your, your flesh to, to help other people. I don't mean cut it off and stuff, but use it. You know, maybe somebody's got... Uh, Bushes that need to be trimmed, or they need help with their house, or something. You know, you see something like, I wish they would fix that. Well, why don't you go help them? Maybe they can't afford it. Who knows? There's, there's a little more to it, you know? The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Now, the eye is the lamp of the body. 
Are you looking at things to accumulate them? Which would mean your eye's bad because you're just looking at things you can get. Or is your eye healthy and your body healthy because you're looking at things differently? You know, I want to get this food, not that food. I want to, I, I need, you know, a, a phone. But I don't need a gold phone. Oh, and I can I can help them too, or something. You know, you can't serve the two masters. You want God or you want money? Money is not going to make you happy. It may make you healthy. It may make you live a little better. But if you want to start accumulating it beyond the basic needs, everybody needs a safety net. But at some point. People spend and they see things and they just keep spending. And they, I want to keep up with the Joneses. Oh, I see somebody's got this. I got to get it. I got, why be so envious? Be happy with what you have. How hard was it for you to get what you have? Unless it's given to you and then you have no appreciation, maybe, of what it took. Now, my son, which, kind of tells everybody some about my age, but my son is in college. He's working on a degree, his bachelor degree. And I've helped him quite a bit with that because he usually takes five or six classes at a time. I'm proud of him and what he does. And he struggles. And I tell him sometimes, don't take six classes, take four or five, you know, but I'll get him clothes. I'll give him money. I don't want him working. He, he's, he has the luxury of having me and my wife as a, a parent. We, we make sure that he doesn't have needs and wants. But it's not, we're not going overboard with it. He doesn't have, you know, all the jewelry and everything else and the game systems. And, you know, he's got a laptop. He's got a car. And he goes to school four hours four and a half hours away comes home every couple weeks every week he's got old raggedy clothes because he doesn't want new clothes but you know we do that but we're not wasting our money on other things you know we're not oh look at this what i've got a lot of people do that you know, and then some people don't know how to manage the little bit that they have. They waste it on things that they don't need. You need to look through your eyes, reevaluate what you're looking at. You know, do you really need it? Is there a substitute that will satisfy you just as much? Because once you, how many times have you gotten something you really want it? You really, really want it. And once you got it, you were like, eh, it's just so so. It didn't quite meet your expectations. After you had it, you had buyer's remorse. Well, you're not going to have buyer's remorse with God. You're not going to go, oh, it's just so-so. No. When you got God, you got what you need. You got it. You're, you're not going to have buyer's remorse. You're not going to, oh, I wish I, Why? Would you, would you rather give up your eternal soul and burn in the lake of fire 
forever. Well, look, that'd be the first death. And then, you know, when you stand before the white throne, you get judged again. That's the second death. That's permanent. Trust me. You want to go to heaven. Anyway, enough rambling. Um, I've kind of elaborated on that and one tangent or another. I hope, I really do hope everyone's is, is doing well. Just remember, if you're having a difficult time, if you need somebody to talk to, if you just want to vent, you can always reach out and go to Christian Life with Dr. William Baker at Podbean. I have contact information there. Send me an email. Something. I will respond. I will respond. Because you're important to me. Everybody is. You know, they say, oh, well, this person wants to kill you. They're still important to me. Just because they're screwed up in the head doesn't mean that they're not important to me. They're important to God. Now, I'm a little bit different than you because I'm a pastor. But think about being a Christian. I have a little bit more obligation than you. But think about that. Love thy neighbor. Love yourself first. Love thy neighbor. The key word is love. That's difficult. That is difficult. Remember, when you fast, don't show people that you're fasting. Don't like, oh, I'm so hungry. Oh, wash your face up. Look good. Go out there. And then what kind of treasure do you want to have? You want to have treasure in heaven? Or do you want to have treasure here on earth? You can't serve two masters. I do not want to burn in Hades. God is my savior and I am not worried about that. So having said that, I love everybody out there. God bless you. This is Christian Life with Dr. William Baker. Have a blessed week. Thank mm -hmm. you.